On this episode, you will learn how to treat the IRS like a bank. Should you file your taxes if you can't pay? We'll go into how much interest the IRS charges you. And lastly, what to do if you can't pay the IRS. As always, if this episode helped you, brings you value, please do me a favor and share it with a friend. Thank you and enjoy the show. Welcome to Build Your Wealth Muscle, a podcast dedicated to helping fitness entrepreneurs build wealth by saving taxes and growing their money. Each episode will break down different strategies in the areas of business, tax, and retirement planning specifically for your coaching business. Disclaimer, the topics covered in this podcast are for educational purposes only. This is not advice for your specific situation. Please consult a qualified financial or tax professional before making any changes to your financial or tax situation. Now here's your host, certified financial planner and tax advisor, Pat Darby. Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back. Today's episode is about all about the IRS. This episode is near and dear to me, and I'll explain why. But first, for anyone who is new here, thank you for joining us. Hope this is your first episode. Welcome to Build Your Wealth Muscle. There's two show formats. The first type is is like today. It's a solo episode where we can go really deep on specific areas of tax, finance, cash flows in the business, things like that. And I can give you specific tips that aren't necessarily available when I bring on a guest because that's the second episode or type of episode where we bring on a guest and they could be colleagues of yours going through the same struggles and successes that you're going through and they share their experience or they help support your industry in the same in a similar way than myself, but maybe a different skill set. Like they might do sales, marketing, legal, whatever the case may be. But today, as you saw, obviously, in the title, today is a solo episode that we're going to get really deep on the IRS and treating the IRS like a bank. And that's really important because I think people get a very, I mean, I guess it's fair, but people get very scared of the IRS. And that fear often turns into paralysis. When they're trying to communicate with you, which is by mail, so please be cautious of all those scams of people trying to call you and pretend to be the IRS. They don't do that. So please only correspond with them through their mailings to you. And then obviously you can pick up the phone and call them. They do not call you. So if someone does call you about your taxes, saying they're from the IRS, get off off that call because that is a scam. But no, this is an, an important topic because... The main takeaway is that doing nothing when the IRS is trying to correspond with you because your fear of opening that letter or fear of calling them is actually the worst thing you could do. Like, and I know that's probably applicable to just about everything in life, but avoiding the IRS is the worst thing you can do to help yourself. And that's because everything that we'll talk about today, there's interest and penalties on what they're trying to get from you. So prolonging it is making your situation worse. Now, I, I think the title will stand as treat the IRS like a bank. That's not very, that's not a great hook potentially, but I really want to drive that point home because the IRS wants to get paid. They, they want their money. So they're willing to work with you more than people I, I believe think. I think most people think like, oh, the IRS owes me money. I'm better off just ducking them until I have the money. 
And that's not true for a number of reasons. We're going to go through that, but I want to, I want to give you guys a caveat. This is, this topic is really important to me because I didn't understand this when I first became self-employed years ago. And I got, I had to use some of these tools. That's how I learned them the hard way. And more importantly, this is really what drove me from already being an entrepreneur. Like if you guys have heard my story before, I was already making business mistakes from a side hustle, but I didn't have tax issues then. I didn't really, because well, one, the business wasn't making much money, but I also wasn't understanding how I was getting my tax losses. So that was painful, but it didn't hurt like this time when I was 100%, all my income was self-employment income. I no longer had a W-2 to, to feed the IRS some money. So I learned these mistakes the hard way. So that was when I was already self-employed, already in, in finance. Like I worked for other people, but I was 100% 1099. So self-employed income the same way even though I wasn't my own boss, quote unquote, I was 100% 1099 income. So no one was withholding my taxes. And I ran into some of these issues because again, that's why I talk so passionately about like that 15%. That's brutal when you're not expecting it because you kind of do the back of the envelope math, like, oh, okay, I'm going to owe about this much in profit. And then you get hit with on top of it, your self-employment taxes. And that can sink you. And it almost did me. And it took me much longer than I'm proud of to get out of it. Like it's, but it taught me everything. And also one of the reasons why I started to pivot my financial planning career into taxes as well. Cause I was like, I was forced to learn this for myself to dig out of my own IRS quagmire. And then obviously now I can help people with it, but I'm going to go through all this today. So, and stick, Stick to the end because that's what I'll talk about specifically what I did wrong. And if I do it all over again, I wouldn't stress it one bit. I would have just made this one little correction and would have saved me years of challenges and also a lot of interest and penalties that it just went straight to the IRS. All right. So let's, let's dive right in. So the main thing I want to take away here is because I get this question from clients and people who just know what I do for a living and have questions or concerns and talking, it's not having the money to pay the IRS. And when you feel you're in that situation, or if you know you're in that situation where you're like, okay, last year I didn't withhold anything. So I definitely owe them something and I don't have much to pay them with. That can be a scary proposition. And typically what that triggers is avoiding filing. And I really want to discourage that right out of the gate to say, whether you have the money to pay the IRS or you do not have the money, if you don't have a single penny to give them, get the filing completed. Sit down with an accountant or use something, an online platform, get them filed. The reason is because the IRS assesses penalties on two phases of taxes, filing, excuse me, filing, and paying. They call the first one a failure to file. They call the second one a failure to pay. Now, the failure to pay is 0.5%, meaning for whatever you owe them in taxes, unpaid taxes, they're going to charge you 0.5% each month. So again, 0.5% for failing to pay. Now, failing to file is 5%. 
So whatever you owe them, your unpaid tax, they're charging you 5% each month you're late. Now, these both cap at 25%, but you can see where the IRS is, is throwing their incentives. They're significantly less harsh on people that fail to pay than they are for people who are just completely dodging them. So it's critical that I, that I get that point home to you. Even if you don't have the money, you want to file on time. And that includes an extension. So if you sit down with an accountant and say, hey, I, I'm not ready to file, but put me on extension. Cool. That ends the, like you're legally allowed to do the, the extension. So that counts. Then obviously you punt it from April until October. And then the failure to file will kick in again if you don't get it done in October. But that's the most important part. Like here, I'm not giving any recommendations for people to avoid filing. That's the whole point. This is for everyone who's like, okay, I get it. I need to file. I'm going to get that done on time, which is April or October if you file the extension. This is for the people who are like, all right, I don't have the money to pay. Cool. No problem. This is where you need to switch over to treat, think the IRS like a bank. Like if you owe a car loan, it's pretty common knowledge that if when the company, like the uh, your your loan holder is reaching out to you for whatever reason, because you missed a payment or you missed a couple of payments, everybody knows by avoiding them, you're, you're making the situation worse because interest penalties, all that starts to accrue. The IRS does the same thing, like we just said, but I think most people would be surprised to learn that the IRS one has a lot of things they can do for flexibility. And we're going to talk about them today. And the second thing is the IRS actually doesn't charge you that much. Now I told you what the penalties are, but when it comes to the interest, as of right now, I'm recording this in February of 2023, they're only charging. And I, I say only because it's relative. They're always, their interest rates are always relative to the market right now. If you owe them money, your interest rate is only 7%. Now, obviously, that's a lot higher than zero, but compared to what you would get with a credit card or something like that, it factors into the equation of everything we're, we think about as business owners. Like, what is our capital worth? Like, if you have to put $30,000 on a credit card to do a launch, and that credit card you don't think you'll be, have paid off in time, and the interest rate is 25%. That's a very critical number to know. Conversely, if you went to your local bank, maybe they would give you a business line of credit and that might only be at 10%. I'm just making these hypothetical numbers up. But then you could make a strategic decision be like, okay, well, this one's 10, this one's 25. Okay, I'm going to go with this lower cost option for my money. So knowing that, crap, I owe the IRS money, but it's quote unquote only at 7%, that's good to know. And that's, that's critical when you're making your financial decisions to not hide from them when you realize, okay, it's, it's going to cost me this much plus the penalties. So I wanted to get that out of the way just so people start to wrap their head around like, we all use credit cards. Everyone knows someone who's in credit card debt and their interest rates could be as three or four times what the IRS is trying to charge you. And you don't think twice about it when you apply for a credit card, but you get behind on the IRS and people get scared shitless. And they're willing to work with you and charge you a lot less than like these credit card companies. So, and quite frankly, the, the most important part 
is the IRS has much more power, as everybody knows, if you try to hide from them. So let's dive into some of the options for you. So step one, handle the situation immediately. So we already filed. Now we know you owe them X dollars. The first thing you can do is what the IRS calls a short-term payment plan. Basically, they give you another 180 days, so you have six more months to just pay them. doesn't cost you anything. All you had to do was call their number and ask for it. There's no fees to it. There's nothing. The interest and penalties will continue to accrue, but it takes very little. Again, you just call them up and say, I need six more months for the short-term payment plan. And most of the times you get it. So now that bought you 180 days to pay it. So what if you don't have the money? What if you, after the six months, you still owe a balance? No problem. Now you're going into what they call their long-term payment plans. And that's typically called the installment agreement. So if you're Googling around for this, it's the installment agreement. Now, there's a couple of cool features here. It's not free. This one is going to cost you to apply for this. It's going to cost you to the IRS somewhere between $31 and $130. Now, this one is critical to get in front of as quickly as possible because the lower that a dollar amount that you owe them, the easier this process is. Meaning, if you owe them less than $25,000, you just call up and the person who answers has the authority to just grant you this. Now, I will say that you, I should take a step back and say, to qualify for, for this, you have to be current on your filing and your payments. So you do run into challenges if you keep hiding, keep hiding. So that's why even if you don't have the money, you want to hire an accountant and, and file those back taxes. So at least your failure to file is all squared away. Like you filed every tax return and then you can go to these, then you know what you owe, like maybe you owe 10,000 for 2020, maybe you owe 15,000 in 2021, maybe you owe 20,000 for 2022. So at least then when you're calling up the IRS and saying, hey, I need a short-term payment plan or I need a long-term payment plan, your filings are up to date and now you have a balance that you know that you owe. So now you can start talking to them in a position of, uh, you're not ducking them. They see that you, you're you trying to be compliant and the person answers the phone likely can help you. So if, it, if you owe them under 25000 that first person that picks up the phone is going to be able to help you. If you're between twenty five and fifty that you owe, it's still fairly simple, except they'll likely require you to set up a direct debit withdrawal each month. Now, what's cool about this is that they'll give you 72 months. They give you six years to pay this down. So they're going to give you very, again, still paying interest and penalties. This is not free, but they're giving you that extension of time. And that's very critical because I think people think like, oh shit, I owe the IRS like $30,000. How am I going to do it? They're giving you six years. This is like a car payment. you know. Like So it's very doable and they're not going to beat you up. For the most part, they're not going to beat you up and try to put you to pay way more than you can afford. Now, if you are between or if you are over 50000 that you owe them, the challenge you're going to run into there is you will need to go through what's the equivalent of like a financial audit 
to prove that your financial situation is the way it is and you're not able to pay them. So that's another reason why you don't want these to go on too long. Cause if you start owing them over 50,000, the person that you call up can't help you. They have to keep escalating you to another level of the IRS because it's gotten too, or I don't want to say just less simple because the IRS has different levels. So that if it's simple, like, oh, you owe $25,000, done, let's get, let's get you on a plan. You pay a couple hundred a month, whatever it is, something that you can easily afford. And then you're off to the races. Obviously, don't default on what that agreement is be responsible, but that sort of goes without saying like any debt you hold, you have to if you take out a mortgage. You got to pay them, you know, if you can. So the other reason that it's very critical that you don't hide from the IRS letters and things like that is because it puts a halt on everything that's happening to you or t- to your account behind the scenes. So like if they were in the process of putting a levy on you, that's generally prohibited when you're on a payment plan. So you want to call up right away and say that you're addressing this. Let them know what's going on and let their team help you. Again, just treat it like a bank. You have you can think in your head, okay, I'm getting hit with the penalties and my interest is currently 7% not a big deal at the grand scheme of things compared to how painful it can be when you're trying to get out of credit card debt. So I can't emphasize that enough. If you get an IRS letter, address it immediately. And more importantly, make sure you file. Now, let me explain what I did and how it was in hindsight, really stupid and very expensive. This is part of when I say to people, I don't have my MBA, but from my business experience, it's cost me about the equivalent of an MBA through the business I launched and through what happened to me with the IRS being self-employed. It's like the equivalent of an MBA, but anyone who has learned the hard way, it's much more valuable of a lesson that you likely don't forget as easily. So what I did, and which in hindsight is really stupid, I got behind... And I was so focused on getting it because I hated it. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I owe the IRS money. So I was given my installment agreement. (laughs) It's kind of funny in hindsight. In the time, it was so dumb. So I forget what year this was. Maybe 2017. I can't remember. Maybe maybe earlier than that. But so I was so obsessed with getting... Yeah, 2016. Sorry. I should have looked it up if I cared that much. But... I was so obsessed with getting through that. I forget what they they were making me pay. It was very little. It was like 150 a month. But I was like, no way. I'm not taking this thing six years. I'm going to bang it out in like a year. So I put all my extra money towards paying this off. <laughs> and then the next year came up and I had nothing to pay the IRS again. Now, I was, I don't, I won't say smart, but I was filing my taxes each year. I don't know, again, like, thank God I, I had an account. It was like, oh, it's time to file. And I was like, okay. And then I would have nothing to pay them again because this self-employment taxes just kept crushing me. And then I would get a new stallman agreement and whatever the balance was, they put it on the new one. I did that probably three times in a row. And then it got to the point where 
I couldn't, this is what I was trying to explain to you a few minutes ago. I couldn't deal with the person who's the first level of defense at the IRS. Cause they're like, you're on like your third installment agreement. Like we need to get permission from higher ups. So I was continuously making the situation worse for myself because instead of just <laughs> taking that installment agreement, be like, cool, I got six years to pay this off and putting every single dollar towards the fee, the net, the current year's tax payment. So I had no issues going forward. One, it would have saved me from having to get escalated to higher levels of IRS. And two, if I had just focused, like they, the interest and penalties were already there on the, on the other dollar amount that it was already agreed upon. If I had focused my efforts on putting together a fund, a tax fund for the current year, there was no interest and penalties on that. I could have stayed current. Instead, I kept fixating on paying off the past and never looking towards the future for years. I think I did that for like three years, maybe four, because at that point it was obviously starts to snowball on you. Till finally, I, I don't know even if anyone ever told me, maybe actually the IRS person told me when I was on the phone, like, why don't you focus? Like, why don't you? No, I remember they told me I was on my last one because I would, after asking for it so many times, like if you, you know, like you can't get this again without going through, I think the the financial audit. And it wasn't because I owed that much. It was because I think I requested it so many times. And so that was like, for me, a forcing mechanism because after I was like, oh, cool. Like I was going on a payment plan every year. Like I really wasn't thinking much about it. I was like, cool. Like I learned how to navigate the IRS payment system. But after I'd done it like three or four times in a row and they're like, you can't do it again without going through the, I believe it was the financial audit process, which I didn't want to do. So for me, I was like, okay, well then I'm going to not do this anymore. I'm just going to, that was what triggered me. Like, well, then I better make sure I have money for the current year. And then I sh shifted my focus to the front and then all the interest and penalties started going away for current money. And then I just paid it off and I was like, holy shit, that was so stupid of me. I should have just gotten the first installment agreement and then be like, cool, you gave me six years. You're getting your money over five or six years. And then made sure I was current on every single other year. But that is also why one, again, this taught me a ton about the, more so the IRS more than taxes, because I already knew that I didn't understand at the time self-employment taxes because I was constantly underestimating what I thought I owed. And it was because of that 15% punching you right in the face when you're like, I thought I owed like the state and federal. And then this one, 15% comes up to get you. But this is why I'm so obsessed with helping people not just pay their taxes and stuff like that's cool. Like a lot of accountants do that, but helping people build a system where they're actively saving for and paying on time their entrepreneurial taxes, like your self-employment, your federal, all those things. Because I know firsthand how quickly you can make a stupid decision on top of a stupid decision on top of a stupid decision. And then it's like a pretty brutal time horizon. And I also did not realize how little the IRS charges comparatively. Because in my head, I was like, I don't want to owe money to the IRS because I was so scared of the IRS. And I was more willing to like, like, oh, I got to pay the IRS. So I'll like maybe put something on a credit card or whatever the case may be. Whereas 
the American Express is the visas of the world. They'll gladly take your money and they'll, they'll help Americans all over the country sink themselves. Thankfully, I don't have to worry about that. But in my head, I was not scared at all of credit cards with 20% interest, but I was petrified of the IRS, not knowing that they charge significantly less interest than the credit card companies. So I can't emphasize that enough that if you get behind on the IRS, pick up the phone and start talking to them. And then more importantly, if you get on the installment agreement, because they're going to let you for the most part, unless you have something in your tax history where they, maybe they aren't, but that's a separate issue. Make sure once you get your installment agreement, you immediately pivot your focus to what you owe in the current year, because the best thing you can do to help yourself is not let penalties and interest accrue each year going forward, because that that's going to save you. And we're talking about cost of your capital cost of your money, not going back in time and paying, not, sorry, not going back in time, but not paying interest and penalties on each year going forward. So again, this is, this was an extremely painful time frame for me, but super educational. And one of the reasons why I think it's so fun helping people not just pay their taxes and get everything squared away, like the bookkeeping and the tax, like that's cool, but it's really just a necessary component to teaching people like, Hey, this is why you got to pay your quarterly estimates. Hey, you just received some revenue. Then let's move 20% of it over here. Let's move 30% of it over here. And that way you have a system that you don't get behind on the IRS. And if you do, and you're like, you've already done. So if you're just listening, it's like, shit, that's me. Reach out to me because Obviously, like, again, zero judge zone. Like, I've been there. It's a distant memory at this point, but super educational. And why I can tell people, like, when they're, like, freaking out about owing the IRS money, like, don't stress it. Like, they're they're better than a lot of banks in that what they want to charge you is often lower than what other people are willing to charge you or going to charge you, I should say. Now, the last thing I'll bring up before I, I uh, close this out it's if you owe a lot of money. Now, I will admit, I there's people who do this this port part for a living, and I, it's not me. Thankfully, I've never been in this scenario. But if you owe them a lot of money, fifty thousand, hundred thousand, like you're over the limits that we talked about before, and you owe them a lot, they do have what's called an offer and compromise, where you're basically going to them, showing like I don't think you're going to get anything from me. I don't have the money. I can't afford to pay you the hundred I owe you, I can only pay you 20, something like that. They have those programs, but I'll be honest with you. I've never done them. I don't know the details. You would, there are tax accountants that that's all they do because it is a specialty. They're likely going to make you pay them up front because if you owe the IRS so much money and you're about to tell them how broke you are, that person doesn't want to be that accountant who's going to help you with that is not looking to be behind the IRS and getting paid. So just if you're listening to that, just know that the IRS does take offer and compromises. I don't claim to be an expert on it. I've never been through the process. I've never had a client go through the process, but it's available. Last thing I'll say as well, once you've gone through the installment agreement process, assuming you haven't done what I did and screwed it up and asked for it too many times, you can go back to the IRS and 
ask, request an abatement of the penalties and interest. And often they'll give it to you. They didn't give it to me because I did too many installment agreements. But if you do play this better than I did, you can go back to them and ask for an abatement of the interest and penalties. So that way you do get a little bit like of a reprieve on all the money you've paid out to them. You have that option. Not every, They're not going to grant it to everybody, but you do have that option. So I, I hope this has been helpful. Honestly, I've probably said it three or four times. The, the two biggest takeaways here are one, file on time. That penalty is 10 times higher than the failure to pay. The failure to file penalty is 10 times higher than failing to pay. So pay on time, or sorry, file on time. Second, if you owe the IRS money, don't stress it. Figure out what you owe them. Get, all, get caught up on all your back taxes. Figure out what you owe them. Then pick up the phone and say, I need a payment plan. It's not as scary as you think, and the interest is less than you think, especially when you're comparing it to banks and credit cards and things like that. Then most importantly, once you get that done, because as I'm recording this again, it's February, 2023, you've done all the things you need to do. Now they've, let's hypothetically say they've given you a payment plan. You owe them 500 a month. I don't know, I'm just making up a number. Now make sure you pay them 500 a month and as you're getting paid, figure out what you think you're going to owe for 2023 and start building a, a fund. So to keep it real simple, if your business is doing 10,000 a month or a hundred thousand a month, well, no, let me stick it with 10 because if you're making a hundred thousand a month, maybe you have enough cash flow that you can quickly pay off past tax debts. But if you're at the 10,000 month bracket or sorry, uh, income level, Make sure you're moving, I would say in, the, in your scenario, about $2,500. So about 25%. So that way, each month, you're putting away money into a savings account. That's going to do two things for you. One, you're going to make sure you're, you're good to go on your 2023 taxes. But also that if you put that $2,500 in each month, so you'll have about $30,000 at the end of the year there. That should be more than enough to also start putting big chunks down on your installment payment. So you want to do something to that effect. And obviously reach out to me. Like this is one of the reasons, one of the programs that we run is teaching you how to build a tax system and you can run on your own. Again, I emphasize people should run on their own because that was what I had to do. I had to run this thing and I learned it by making <laughs> expensive mistakes. So Again, what I paid the IRS in penalties and interest probably would have been, I think, maybe a semester at an MBA program or something like that. So hope this is helpful. Reach out to me if you have questions about this stuff because building the system is, this is the reason why I love it so much because I'm like, shit, I wish someone had done that for me because I learned it myself and it hurt. But all right, guys, have a great week. Thank you for joining us this week on Build Your Wealth Muscle. The links mentioned in this episode are available in the show notes. For video clips and more information on tax and retirement strategies for fitness entrepreneurs, please follow my Instagram at the Pat Darby. If you found value in this episode, please do us a favor and share with a friend. If you tag me, that'd be appreciated also. Lastly, for help implementing any of the topics discussed, please book a call. The link is also in the show notes. Thank you again for listening and have a great day.